One of the riders was getting out of the water covered with mud. The other lay quite still. His neck is broken, said my mother. And serve him right too, said one of the colts. I thought the same, but my mother did not join with us. Well, no, she said. You must not say that. But I never could make out why men are so fond of this sport. They often hurt themselves, often spoil good horses and tear up the fields, and all for a hare or a fox or a stag that they could get more easily some other way. But we are only horses and don't know. Many of the riders had gone to the young man, but my master, who had been watching what was going on, was the first to raise him. His head fell back and his arms hung down, and everyone looked very serious. There was no noise now. Even the dogs were quiet and seemed to know that something was wrong. They carried him to our master's house. I heard afterwards that it was young George Gordon, the squire's only son, a fine, tall young man, and the pride of his family. When Mr. Bond, the farrier, came to look at the black horse that lay groaning on the grass, he shook his head. One of his legs was broken. Someone ran to our master's house and came back with a gun. Presently there was a loud bang and a dreadful shriek, and then all was still. My mother said she had known that horse for years, and that his name was Rob Roy. He was a good, bold horse, and there was no vice in him. She never would go to that part of the field afterwards. I was now beginning to grow handsome. My coat had grown fine and soft, and was bright black. I had one white foot and a pretty white star on my forehead. I was thought very handsome. When I was four years old, Squire Gordon came to look at me. He examined my eyes, my mouth, and my legs. He felt them all down, and then I had to walk and trot and gallop before him. He said, When he has been well broken in, he will do very well. My master said he would break me in himself, and he should not like me to be frightened or hurt, and he lost no time about it, for the next day he began. Breaking in means to teach a horse to wear a saddle and bridle and to carry on his back a man, woman, or child. Besides this, he has to learn to wear a collar, a crupper, and a breeching, and to stand still while they are put on, then to have a cart or chaise fixed behind him so that he cannot walk or trot without dragging it after him, and he must go fast or slow, just as the driver wishes. He must never start at what he sees, nor speak to other horses, nor bite, nor kick, nor have any will of his own, but always do his master's will, even though he may be very tired or hungry. But the worst of all is, when his harness is once on, he may neither jump for joy nor lie down for weariness. So you see, this breaking in is a great thing. Those who have never had a bit in their mouths cannot think how bad it feels. A great piece of cold, hard steel as thick as a man's finger to be pushed into one's mouth between one's teeth and over one's tongue with the ends coming out at the corner of your mouth and held fast there by straps over your head, under your throat, round your nose and under your chin so that no way in the world can you get rid of the nasty hard thing. It is very bad, yes, very bad. At least I thought so. Next came the saddle, but that was not half so bad. My master put it on my back very gently. Then I had a few oats, then a little leading about, and this he did every day, 
till I began to look for the oats and the saddle. At length, one morning, my master got on my back and rode me round the meadow on the soft grass. It certainly did feel queer, but I must say I felt rather proud to carry my master, and as he continued to ride me a little every day, I soon became accustomed to it. The next unpleasant business was putting on the iron shoes. My master went with me to the smith's forge to see that I was not hurt or got any fright. The blacksmith took my feet in his hands, one after the other, and cut away some of the hoof. It did not pain me. Then he took a piece of iron, the shape of my foot, and clapped it in and drove some nails through the shoe quite into my hoof, so that the shoe was firmly on. My feet felt very stiff and heavy, but in time I got used to it. And now, having got so far, my master went on to break me to harness. First, a stiff, heavy collar just on...